Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm just going to start off with a prayer. Father, thank you so much for the humbling privilege to be up here. Um, I just ask that you're, you come into my words, into this message that you have given me, and you help me present it in such a way that people can open up their hearts and hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. So my sermon is called The Pit. And it is based on, just a second, let me get my, it's based on Psalm 40. Now, when uh, Jesse first started his sermon series of the voices within, he talked about this, the Psalms. And I had this written way before that. And I thought, wow, <laughs> the Lord really does talk to us through uh, his Psalms. I'm not going to read all of Psalm 40, but I will be reading bits and pieces throughout the, uh, throughout the sermon. Today I'm going to talk about a little bit about um, the pits. What are they? I'm going to use myself as, as an example. I think that's why I'm a little bit nervous, <laughs> because I'm using myself and what I've gone through as uh, an example of how we can deal with. And then I'm also going to talk about trying to get out of the pits on our own and patience while we're down there and uh, thankfulness once we get out. So let's see if this is going to work. Okay, how do I get to the next slide? Second to bottom one. Okay, there we go. That's the one. <laughs> All right. Have you ever felt, so the pits, what are they? Have you ever felt like you were falling into an abyss? Have you ever felt like you were teetering on the edge of a cliff and just waiting for someone or something to push you over? Have you ever felt like you were at the bottom of a very deep hole, so deep that you felt like it was impossible to climb out of? Have you ever felt such depths of despair that pasting that smile on your face would look like to the outside world and the mirror, like one of those fake sunglasses, fake glasses with mustaches that you're pasting on? That's what a smile feels like. That's the pits. We've all been there. Every single one of us, we've been there. And if we're honest, most of us have been there a lot. Like, a lot. I know I have. Some have stayed in the pits a very long time. Some for only a short time. Different seasons in our life uh, can be a party of how we get into those deep holes that we feel like no one or nothing can pull us out. I need to be very clear about something right from the very beginning. I do not believe that the Lord puts us in the pits, but I believe that he stays down there with us and he has something to teach us while we're there. And he holds our hand and he comforts us. When we're ready to learn the lessons that he wants us to learn while we're down in the depths of despair and depression, in anxiety, in fear, in anger, whatever your pit is, He's, then he's going to reach down with his mighty hand and pull us up. I've been in the pits on several occasions, and if I'm being honest, I've, I've been down there fairly recently, and I can slide back down just as easy. I want you to think of obstacles. Life throws us obstacles, and I want you to think of these obstacles as boulders or rocks or pebbles. We have three choices in life. 
we can, when life throws us those obstacles, those boulders, those rocks, we can duck to avoid them. Or we could jump into the pit to avoid them. Or we can learn to stand firm on, the, on top of the obstacles, creating a solid foundation for the next rock that's caught, thrown our way. This last way is the only way Jesus wants us to live. He wants us to stand firm on who we are in Christ. My biggest insecurity, or my biggest pit is called insecurity, which is why I'm still shaking up here. So please bear with me here. I have lived in this very deep hole for a huge portion of my life. Now understand that circumstances in my childhood and maybe some of the people that were in different seasons of my life helped to create the boulders that I have spent what feels like an eternity ducking, avoiding, or simply allowing them to run me over. However, I have also come to realize that God was beside me each and every time someone threw another stone at me, chipping away at my confidence levels. He felt every one of my hurts. He was right there with me at the bottom of that very deep pit that I had jumped into so very long ago and stayed there for most of my life. Once I learned to lean on the Lord and and not on what other people think of me. And trust me, that one I'm still working on. <laughs> but what he thinks of me, I was able to grab a hold of his hand and start the climb out of that very deep pit. I'd love to say I'm at the top, but I'd be lying. Oh, I'm short of the top. Some days I can just, just see the light at the very top but Jesus is still right there beside me every single day helping me and knowing, and I know that I'll get there as long as I keep looking up and not down. Psalm 40, 2-3, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. This speaks loudly to me as I learn to fill my pit with more and more huge boulders so that every time I felt myself slipping back down, I'd have less and less distance to fall. So then it became easier and easier to dust myself off grab a hold of my Savior's hand, and start that climb back up to the pit again. So the next one is trying to get out of the pits on your own. I admire King David. No matter what was happening in his life, he always turned his eyes towards the one whom he knew he was giving him strength, forgiveness, courage, and love to get him out of whatever pit he was in. Psalm 40, 6-8 speaks to how to get out of the pits. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. 
Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. So I need you to ask yourselves this question. Who do you rely on the most when you're down, angry, frustrated, rejected, disappointed? How many of you can honestly say, and I mean honestly from the depths of your soul, honestly say that you turn to the Lord during those dark times? Now let's, be, let's think about that for a minute and be totally honest with ourselves, even if we can't be honest with anyone else. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's really hard to do in those deep despair moments. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I find it hard. When, when I'm down in those really dark places, feeling sorry for myself, giving in to the despair, eating my way through feelings, escaping into doing everything for everyone else but the Lord. That's the way I deal with my insecurity pit for a long time. And even now, when someone or something brings me down, I find myself slipping back into those old habits. Old habits are hard to break, right? Thankfully, fairly recently, I have learned who I am in the Lord. Now, I don't mean book learning. That's easy. Look something up on the internet and say you've learned it, right? No, that's not what I mean. I mean I have spent time by myself diving deep into the Lord's word, allowing him to bring things to the surface that I never wanted to bring up again. I simply wanted to bury down in the abyss of the pit, never to surface again. He has put people and circumstances in my life in the past five years that in one form or another have taught me that my worth is not in what others think, it's in what he thinks of me. My worth is in the Lord. As I looked at trying to begin my climb out of my pit, I have learned that I cannot do any of this on my own. Let's face it, doing things on our own never works. Okay, I've spent years allowing others to form opinions of what I thought of myself. Every time I was put down, every time I was rejected, every time I was hurt by someone or something they did, I believed to the depths of my soul that I deserved it. And I was not worthy of being treated any differently than I had been. I had tried everything to pull myself out of the pit that I had been into for so long. Nothing worked. Not until the Lord gave me a good long season of isolation. I've spent the better part of the last two years distancing myself from people and sometimes by choice, other times on purpose. I think to me it was kind of like a defense mechanism, one that I've been using my entire life. I only have myself to rely on, right? Wrong. During this season of isolation, I was turned towards a ladies online Bible study, which has taught me so much about my identity in the Lord. 
opening my eyes and indeed my heart towards the way Jesus sees me and who I am in Christ. I have to say that the worship music, especially my vocal lessons, thank you, Danielle, hope you're listening online. <laughs> I, am a ch I have learned to feel his presence not, and like, experience it through the worship music. I feel like, like when I, it's just like everything disappears and it's just the Lord in me. He wants us all to know who we are in, in Christ. I can go to his word. So every time that I start to feel down on myself, now I can go to his word. And I can remind myself that God does not make junk. He loves me for who I am. And you know what? He puts people in your life that tell you this. You have to receive it. It's the hardest thing in the world, but you do have to receive it. I'm starting to understand how King David could always turn his eyes towards his maker and in fact give thanks for all his circumstances. None of us can get out of our pit on our own. No matter how hard we try or how many sacrifices we are doing, I can't stress this enough, you guys. If you are down there, you can't do it on your own. You need to know who you are in Christ, but you also need to receive what, is, what he is putting in your life to help you get out of the pit. He, give, he bring, puts people and circumstances in your life, and you need to be able to receive them. And that's hard. That's hard for someone like me. Understanding who we are in Christ and, in fact, surrendering to his will is the only way that we're going to be able to get out every single time. So now I'm going to talk about patience while we're in the pit. I love this picture. <laughs> if anyone has cats, they will sit there forever, wait for that mouse to come out. <laughs> Psalm 40, 11 to 13. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without numbers surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. I have found that I have a lot of patience for a lot of things but myself. I never give myself any credit, nor am I any good at receiving compliments. It always felt like people were just trying to be polite to me, and perhaps some of them were. But then others were truly trying to compliment me, and I could not receive those compliments because I was so far down that insecurity pit that it simply felt like more and more boulders on my shoulder burdens that I did not have to carry. That's his job. So I'm just going to share a little, just a small thing of what I did. One of the things that I had learned, because receiving compliments to me is so hard. It's, it's very hard for someone. Who, I, I'm the first one to give compliments, and I'm very good at it, and I can encourage everyone with the best of them. But to receive that encouragement is really hard. So if there's anyone else out there that feels that way, 
I want you to try this. Every single time during a day that someone gives you a compliment, I want you to receive it, accept the encouragement, say thank you, just be nice. Pretend it's a single flower. And then at the end of the day, I want you to release that entire bouquet up to where it belongs. That was the only way that I have been able to receive compliments, is knowing that I'm going to be giving them back to where they belong, up to him. So releasing that bouquet up to him every night has helped me to receive compliments, which is still really difficult to do. So forgive me for anybody who's tried to give me a compliment. I'm not trying to be rude to you. I'm not, I swear. I would find myself, here's the patience thing. I would find myself trying to do things quickly, like jump right in and leave worship. That was at my other church. That did not work at all. I've been told most of my life that I could not sing. And guess what? I believed them in security pit to such a degree that it actually affected how I sang and what I sounded like. About three years ago, um, in the other church that I was at, my worship leader suggested that I go and take some vocal lessons. I was immediately offended <laughs> because I had spent an awful lot of time practicing at home, and who was he to tell me to go and get vocal lessons? Well, the Lord kind of used hum humble uh, humility to encourage me to start those vocal lessons, which I'm glad he did. I am so very grateful for, to the Lord for Danielle. Her grace, patience, musical talents, and creativity in her lessons have shown me not only how to recognize what I was doing wrong in my singing, but also what I was doing correctly. Here was someone who encouraged me, who was super gentle in her criticism, although I'm pretty sure she cringed on several occasions at the sound that was actually coming out in my mouth and in my attempt to stay on key and pitch. And, but thank you, Danielle, for, you know, only cringing slightly, you know. In the last years, I have come miles in my singing ability. Not because I have natural talent, I don't, but because... In my endurance to learn how to sing, tons of practice, and thanks in large part to Danielle's amazing patience and belief in me. I also learned that when I release my inhibitions up here, which is not a very easy thing for me to do, the sounds that come out feel like a beautiful gift that I'm lifting up to the Lord. In those times, I feel the closest and an almost overwhelming feeling of who I am in Christ. I now understand that God gave me this patience period, a time of isolation where healing can occur, teaching about who I am in Christ and how to embrace the new image of the woman that God sees in me and always has. Patience during the trials is hard. However, understanding that God has a plan for each and every one of us, and he will lead us to where he wants us to go, makes that waiting in the pit much easier, especially if we can learn to keep our eyes focused up 
and not down or back. So the last thing I want to talk about today is thankfulness. I love these guys. They, you know, they, they can be naughty sometimes, but they, they actually have some really good ones. <laughs> Psalm 40, 16 to 17. But may all seek you, rejoice, and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. David was known for his laments and cries, but he was also known for his thankful ability, thankful attitude for all the situations that he was in, whether they were good or bad. Are you thankful during every season of your life? Now, let's be honest here. When we're angry, or despaired, or depressed, or upset, or any of those negative feelings, how hard is it for us to find something, look around, and find something to be thankful for? It's not easy, but it's important. We need to try during those, especially during those hard times, and during the happy times. You need to remember who gave us everything. We tend to forget we would have nothing without him. So thanking him on a regular basis for even the mundane things doesn't feel natural, but it should. And it's starting to for me. It's actually getting easier and easier. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. But it wasn't always easy. So we're going to go back to my insecurity pit. Feeling sorry for myself was my biggest crutch for the majority of my life. It was always the easiest way to deal with anything good, bad, or otherwise. Poor me, woe is me. Why did this have to happen to me? I may not have always said it out loud, because uh, let's be honest, not everyone wants to hear this all the time, but I always said it to myself. And because I said it to myself, I started to believe it. Receiving negatives about myself became second nature to the point that became, and became kind of a normal. Now, I'm not saying that any, everything that ever happened to me was always my fault, because it wasn't. What I'm saying is that I built my self-image upon any negative that was directed at me. Every time... I took one of those boulders on my shoulders. I'd fall deeper and deeper into my insecurity pit. Things would get heavier and heavier and harder and harder to pull myself up. After a while, my insecurity pit became home to me. Someone would say or do something nice for me, and I'd throw that boulder right back at them. Believing that they didn't mean those things or didn't deserve them. Folks, we have to stop doing that. I'm the first person I'm here to confess to you that I am the worst offender for this. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm just standing up here saying, we've got to stop doing that. We have to thank him. Jesus died for each and every one of us on the cross at Calvary. And the truth of the matter is, none of us did that anything 
to deserve that. It took a long time, tons of journaling, watching countless sermons, walking through two Bible studies with a virtual online teacher, reading his word every day, repeating to myself positive affirmations of who I am in Christ, and of course, embracing fully the worship music, which has been such a huge part of my life for so long, is what has lifted me up out of my insecurity pit. And every single time I'm down there, it helps. It, I know I've been out. I can get out again. I have learned to say thank you for even the smallest, most mundane things. I get up in the morning and I say thank you that I had a bed to sleep in, that I have clothes, I have food, I have a van that works, I have a job. There's so many things out there we can be thankful for. You just have to look around. You've got to force yourself. After a while, it becomes second nature. I can't go to bed at night without thinking through my day of all the wonderful things that he did for me. He helped me drive here today. I'm terrified of driving on these roads. He was here for me. I was petrified to come up here. Even as close as last week, I was thinking, who am I to come up here and say any of these things? But thankfully, the Lord gave me the courage. So we've got to learn to thank him for everything. We need to take David's many examples, including Psalm 40, which I totally encourage you to go and read in its entirety, and embrace them in our own lives. So that when life throws us into our individual pits, we know not only how to climb out of our pits, but also how to have patience while we're down there. Learning that Jesus wants to teach us. Grab his hand and allowing him to pull us out. Then thanking him for each boulder that we avoided, absorbed, or stepped on during the journey. 